Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Payton Lee Cantor here with you this morning. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Business Radio X Studio Partner Program, equipping franchisors to help franchisees dominate their local market. To learn more about serving your market and growing your business, go to mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast CEO and founder with Chef It Up and Chef It Up To Go, Miss Lisa Tyrone. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, Lisa, before we get too far into things, tell us about Chef It Up. Uh, what are you doing for folks? So we do cooking classes and cooking parties. You can come to our facility with Chef It Up brick and mortar facilities or Chef It Up To Go, which are our travel teams. So those do after school programs, adult events, enrichment programs, parties um, at the customer's location. And those are two separate franchises? Yep, two two separate franchises, one complete business model. And it's the uh, one of them is like kind of a brick and mortar. The other is they don't necessarily need a space. They go to uh, wherever the clients are. Right. Yes, which is is pretty nice because there's really no overhead as far as rent and and so forth like that. So it's a great option. Most of our franchises are to goes. Um, a lot of customers start with the to-go and then want to fund their facility. So they'll br- build their brick and mortar. Now, how did you get into this? Uh, well, we've been in business a little over 16 years. So when, when I was a kid, my father always owned his own business. And I'll give you the short story to that. I used to always help. It was a family fun center, similar to like a Chuck E. Cheese before Chuck E. Cheese was popular years ago. And so we used to help do like these cooking play groups and, and do like all these little parties in the video part. And they would top their own pizza in the food part. And I always knew I wanted to follow in his footsteps and, and be a business owner. And when my first child had life threatening food allergies, who he still does, I knew I needed to create a place for him to go to be able to have fun with his friends, still have a safe place for him to eat. And so after, you know, countless, I even saved my, my hand scratch notes from the original. And, um, and all my communications and before opening the first Chef It Up, and I decided to open the doors there. So we created one, a, a little strip mall came to, to fruition, and I was able to open it up and have two other children besides him. So I have three kids, and two of them have life-threatening food allergies, and the first Chef It Up was born. And was it always Chef It Up? Was that the first iteration? Yep, it was always Chef It Up, and then a few years after... I've been getting, you know, a lot of requests and so forth to bring it to a school or bring it on location. And that's when Chef It Up To Go was born. And then so it was just that kind of the customer demanded it almost. And then you just provided right. the service. Right. So we, we tweaked it to make it conducive so we can go to the schools and, and go to the customers' homes and so forth and bring all of our, our programs and products to them to conduct the same type of party at a facility, but at a location. Now, was your dad's business a um, a franchise, or was that kind of a standalone independent business? No, it was just a standalone independent. It was called Electric Circuit Family Fun Center. So it was 
you know, probably, oh, I guess it was 30, 30 years ago. Not that I want to date myself here, <laughs> but it was, <laughs> now, what it was made, a while ago. What made you want to franchise yours? Did you go into it thinking you were going to franchise it or did you think it would no. be like your dad's? Not at all. I, I thought it was just going to be your mom and pop just contributing to my family's income. And my husband had has his own job. So I just thought it was going to be something great for me to do. And and then, you know, the buzz hearing it as time went on, people were like, this is a great idea. What a great concept. This should be franchised. So I did decide to trademark it and I franchised it and didn't do anything with that. I, you know, spent countless uh, amounts of money on the rights to franchise and trademark and all that stuff. But I was having children and they were, you know, some, my other child was really little. So, I mean, I really couldn't go to the hills with franchising it. I just kind of sat on reserving the rights to it. And then I figured when they were older, I would then start bringing it out into the market of franchising and so forth. So probably um, within like a couple of years after our first one started. So then at that point, you decided to uh, um, say, okay, we're going to actually pull the trigger on this and then start inviting other people to, you know, buy franchises. And right. Now, Correct. now when that happened, what kind of mental shift was that for you? Because then the business becomes different. You know, now you go from, you know, trying to make sure that kids are happy at the party to now I got to have the care and feeding and training of these kind of strangers in different markets. Right. Well, it was definitely challenging. I mean, I assembled a small little team to, to be at the helm with me with it. I mean, I still to this day train every new franchisee personally so I fly out to whatever location that they're franchising in and or they come to us and do training in New Jersey at our flagship. Um, and so and I also own and operate as well. So I like to do the day to day operations so everyone can understand what I know what they're going through when it's being a business owner, whether it's for a travel team or it's with a brick and mortar chef it up. Um, so, you know, I'm able to really be a very hands on franchisor. So it was very challenging. Um, but you know, and it's also very rewarding too. Um, you know, I'm able to, my kids are a lot older. I consider them very independent now. My, my youngest is 15 and my oldest is 19 and my daughter is 17. So to me, they're, I'm, I'm ready to go to the hills with it. I mean, I, everybody that came to us has really just been a raw seeking, um, a franchise opportunity, whether it's through entrepreneur or through, you know, different websites and, and our proof is really in the happy franchisees. So I put them in touch with each franchisee. So really to not just take my word for it, that it's an awesome, excellent franchise, but to take their word for it. Now, what's the persona of a, a good franchisee? Is it uh, like you? Is it a mom? or is it? A most of them are moms. I mean, I do have a couple of husband and wives, um, but most of them are moms trying to contribute to their family's income. Some of them are, are moms, which is this is their sole income, which is great. Um and some are, like I said, husband and wife, um, but mostly womenly, woman-owned. And um, is this something where the person has to be a chef or a cook or have that kind of cooking experience? Nope. I mean, the, the luxury of it is that we do everything for them. They follow our operations manual. They're trained from food allergy awareness. As you know, that's very big in our company. And all the recipes they're given, all the programs, the structure – Everything from birthday parties to programs to special events, we provide them with. So there's really no guesswork in it for the customer. 
now for the, it, franchisee, for the franchisee. Now, the but the business isn't just for kids, right? There's offerings for adults as well. Oh yeah, there's a lot of different offerings for adults. We do a lot of team building events with various corporations. You know, from cupcake battles to competitions to cooking competitions. We even take it out on the high seas with an 80s theme um, aboard this Monsters of Rock cruise, so uh, which is a lot of fun. So we create some fun events for them themed after like 80s rock music. So it's, it's a lot of fun. We do like a cooking with rock stars and a cocktail competition and so forth. How did that uh, cruise uh, come about? Uh, you know, I was a cruiser the very first year. I think this is their 10th cruise. And um, when I first went on, that was my first time ever going on a cruise, let alone a themed one. And so the person that I was with had had cruised significantly on various other ships and had said, you know, there was a lot of different things that were missing from that, like bingo and so forth and custom events. So my mind was always working, of course. And I, you know, reached out to the people that chartered this cruise and, and the company that ran, runs this Monsters of Rock cruise that created it. And, you know, after a few communications back and forth, I offered a couple of things that I thought would be a great little niche for them. And, and they've been a success. So we've been doing it for the past, I believe, eight cruises with them offering these awesome events. We'll have another one in, in February of 2020, which is, is highlighting their big 10th cruise. So it's a lot of fun. And you go on the cruise? I do. I actually go on the cruise and I run the uh, events that we offer. So this is a nice uh, kind so of... So it's a work vacation. <laughs> exactly. That sounds pretty awesome that you were able to pull that off. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now, um, is when you, you talked about like a lot of the franchisees are moms or, or husband and wife, is this something that the the person's been downsized and now they're looking at like kind of a second act? Or is this something that maybe it's a stay-at-home mom and is looking for something to do? Like, what's the impetus for them to, you know, open their mind well, to this? The, the glory of it is them being able to be their own boss, set their own hours. I mean, in, in Chef It Up to Go world, they don't really compete with each other, which is great. So a facility is basically, um, you know, Thursday through Sunday business. Um, and Chef It Up to Go is more of the part-time. So if they want to come in, it's usually during the week. It's the after-school hours. And they could be really flexible. I mean, they do offer birthday parties, of course, but the bulk of the Chef It Up to Go business is, you know, on-site programs with schools and special events. Um, so the hours of operation for them are really only like three or four hours a day, which frees up a lot of their time, but they're still making a significant income. So it's really, you know, a great opportunity for them to get into schools, even where their, their children are, or, you know, if their kids are older, they can even work some of the events and classes with them. So it's a great opportunity for like a family type of business. If you're just now joining us, you're listening to Franchise Marketing Radio. Our guest today is CEO and founder with Chef It Up and Chef It Up To Go, Miss Lisa Tyrone. Lisa Stone-Payton here. Uh, got a question or two about the, the whole sales and marketing thing. How are you getting the word out about your franchise opportunity? What are you finding that's working for that? Is it direct mail? Is it Digital marketing, email marketing. What, what's the best way you found to get the word out about the Chef It Up and Chef It Up To Go uh, franchise opportunities? Oh, well, you know, I, I really want to be able to attend trade shows. I think that is what really would catapult us to the next level is to attend some of the trade shows. But right now, I mean, we've been so successful 
with literally just um, social media platforms from Instagram to Twitter to um, our Facebook page. Um, and then word of mouth. I mean, that's really been the bis- biggest success for us. And, you know, Entrepreneur Magazine listed us as one of the top franchises um, trending. So, you know, a lot of a lot of all of that, that exposure has really been the best for us and, and brings us, you know, three to five leads a week at least on it. So then people are really inquiring about it and reviewing our frequently asked questions. So we get a lot of traffic because we're able to see the logistics on our website. So we get a lot of traffic of our frequently asked questions and forms filled out. So they're really just raw people coming through, searching for opportunities, job changes. Um, I mean, I've done in the past, we've, we've participated in, you know, a few of those website portals. Um, I won't name names of them, but some of them, and they really weren't successful for us. And the biggest success for us has really been word of mouth and, and people looking on social media. And then, well, thank you. I'm glad I asked. Uh, that is helpful, I think, for, for us and our listeners. What about from the franchisee level, that local marketing? Or are there some strategies or tactics that you found particularly effective in that regard? Um, well, from, you know, again, it's, it's all really word of mouth. I mean, our, the business, when you franchise, it really does take off in your territory. So, you know, to give you an example of uh, Florida, for example, or, or Maryland or any of our or out-of-state ones, um, they start out in a specific area and then it kind of just snowballs because they get the word out. We have a commercial that we, we run um, in their community when we have a new franchise. So that really generates a big buzz for that area. I mean, we can go national with the commercial if we wanted to, um, but we usually just target the areas that we have a franchise in and then that just kind of people see it, see the franchise opportunities on there. Now, uh, how many franchises do you have right now? We have 16. Wow, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Any advice for that person that's at the stage where they're, you know, they have the idea, the business is going good, people are inquiring, and they're going to take the leap into franchising. Do you have any advice for them, uh, maybe some do's and don'ts about when it's time to decide if you're going to do it or not? I mean, whatever franchise you decide on, you should always do your homework, you know, reach out to the franchisor. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I am very active, you know, as far as interacting with every possible prospect that comes through. So I want them to feel comfortable. You know, they should feel comfortable with any franchisor and then do your homework, you know, reach out to some of the other franchisees that are owning and operating. Um, I always put them in touch with like our newest ones so they can get firsthand a feel for how well they're going to generate their income or how hard was it to solicit business or how quick, you know, and, and those are important things for them in making their decision. So, um, you know, they want to just feel comfortable about it and not rushed into anything. And that's from a person choosing a franchise. What about if they're a, if they're a franchisor, maybe they have a business that's doing well, like a mom and pop, and they're thinking, you know what, maybe I can franchise this. Do you have any uh, advice for that person? I mean, everything's a risk. It's definitely, it's a lot of work. If you think it's not a lot of work, it really, really is. Get an excellent attorney, have a good accountant, have everything in place. And make sure you, you are very knowledgeable. I know, you know, I think a lot of big mistakes, um, I see and I've seen over the course of the years are people become a little too big for what they're doing. Um, meaning if you, if you have that mom and pop idea, 
it doesn't have to be state of the art and everything, you know, top of the line, everything. And, and you're investing thousands and thousands. You could take an excellent model and you could franchise that and make it affordable for yourself as the franchisor, because that's what's really going to sell. You know, focus on not so much on the big money of what you're going to make from one franchise. Focus on multiple and keeping your prof- your your franchise fees small. Now, in your case, when a person buys a franchise, are you selling them individually, or are people buying markets? They're they're um, buying a territory. So when they when they purchase, they're actually independently owned and operated, but within a specific territory. So for Chef It Up to Goes, they're by zip code. Um, and facility is by radius. And then is your typical franchisee somebody who buys like one territory or they buy like five territories? I have both. So we have some, you know, a lot of them start out with one. Of course, I try and, and tell them I'd love for them to be, you know, all over and purchase multiple. But I like them to just start, get a feel for it, get your feet wet, understand the ins and outs of our business and get comfortable operating and then purchase. We could put it in our agreement to protect wherever they want to go next um, so that someone else doesn't come in to want to buy that. But I want them to feel comfortable first in one territory that they're in because there's multiple zip codes that they're dealing with. So, you know, get comfortable in that and make sure you can handle it before you move on outside that. Now, what was more rewarding for you? Was it when you had the idea and you started the mom and pop and it was working and it was growing or was it when you started selling franchises? Uh, hmm, that's a tough one. They're, they're both, I mean, they're, they're both extremely rewarding. I mean, I, I was just awarded at the top 25 leading women entrepreneurs for the state of New Jersey, which that was pretty rewarding and had my family and some friends present for that. So, I mean, I guess taking the business and making it a nationwide franchise and, and, um, you know, promoting food allergy awareness and, and, you know, the, I guess it's both really, I mean, it's, it's really equally rewarding. Now, where do you go for your information? Are there any resources that you lean on to kind of get uh, kind of the the uh, the thoughts and of experts out there? Do you have a blog, or do you go to uh, uh, somebody who wrote a book? Is there anybody out there that you look to for mentorship? I mean, I I go to yeah my my parents who are still alive, so they're they're my my dad's my <laughs> biggest mentor, but. I do go to like a lot of different food allergy communities. Um, so we research, I do a lot of research on the internet as well because my kids have food allergies. So that keeps it fresh for me as far as what we're creating with new menus. So myself and my team are the ones that actually do all the thought and creative process to coming up with all the menu items and everything. And we keep continually updating our book. So I don't have a specific that I go to because I just have my team of staff that we really bounce all the ideas off of each other. And then there's options for people with all kinds of uh, food challenges, like if they're vegan or gluten-free or have nut allergies. There are options. I mean, we are always peanut and tree nut free is always the main allergens for us, but we're also very food allergy friendly and aware of the other top eight allergens like gluten and dairy and soy. So our products aren't always free of those, but we can accommodate and, you know, make special arrangements for people with those allergies. Good stuff, Lisa. Well, congratulations on all your success and congratulations on that award. That is a big deal. And your family, and I'm sure, was very proud that uh, yes, they contributed as part of your success. If somebody wanted to learn more about Chef It Up and Chef It Up To Go, what are the best uh, websites, coordinates, social media uh, for you guys? 
Yep. They can go to chefitupkids.com is our website. And there's a frequently asked questions section on there so they can read all the franchise fees and all your basic information and fill out a form there. You can find us on Facebook. It's at the chef it up or on Instagram at uh, chef it up to go or Twitter at chef it up as well. So all of those, you can get to our website and get information on any of those links. All right. Well, Lisa, thank you again for sharing your story. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.